0: Hello lovely ladies, welcome to the Lessons I Learned podcast, where I share what I've learned and am still learning about marriage, mothering, friendship, health and wellness, spiritual growth, and everything in between. I'll be learning right along with you, as many of my guests have such great things to say. So, get ready to listen, grow, be open and teachable, and get ready to learn and have fun doing it. I am thrilled and a little nervous to let you know that today's podcast is going to be a chapter from my upcoming audiobook, Why Can't We All Just Get Along? My new book tackles all of the spoilers that get in the way of healthy female relationships. And chapter 7 reminds us that often, the thing that is between us is often just a misunderstanding. Usually, there's more to the story. Our minds are wild places, and they often make mountains out of molehills. And when we think too much about something, often we'll create a problem that was never even there. So listen in on my audio chapter on misunderstandings, and then I'm going to discuss one of the biggest vehicles for misunderstandings in today's culture. Chapter 7 Misunderstandings Don't think too much, or you'll create a problem that wasn't even there. J. Dix The mind is a wild place. I'll admit it, I overthink way too much. I'm suspicious and awfully pessimistic. It's disgustingly true that my default is to think the worst of others, as I ponder probing thoughts such as, what is their agenda? What do they hope to gain? She must be selfish because I know I am. While chatting with a sweet and spunky lady about the issues that keep us from getting along, she suddenly summed up this relationship spoiler when she blurted out, sometimes Danielle, It's all just in my own stupid head. Isn't that so often the case? Sometimes that's all it is, girls. Our conflict may be just all in our own imaginative, overly dramatic, overanalyzing pretty little heads. Yes. There are occasionally legit issues between us that need to be worked out, but more often than not, our brains play games on us, and we end up making mountains out of molehills. I can remember moments when a flood of thoughts interrupted everything, wondering why a friend hasn't texted me back, or trying to read between the lines of a text, which is a huge producer of misunderstandings. Or, why did she become incommunicado for a while? A day of peace can be easily disrupted by swirling questions like, why didn't she bother to chat with me more and just gave me a quick hello in the lobby of the church? What did I do? Uh, Did I say something? I rack my brain to find an explanation. Perhaps the reason is, uh, most likely it wasn't me. And when it comes to the way other women act towards us, I will suggest maybe it isn't you either. For some of us, more strenuous and challenging than calculus are the painstaking moments when it registers, or worse, when we have someone else help it register for us, that the world doesn't revolve around us. Don't you think it would be beneficial for students to be offered a how-to-handle-life-not-orbiting-around-you-101 class? It would get much more use in daily life than quotients and derivatives. There was a time that my good shepherd revealed to me I was being a bit too irrational and self-absorbed. We had just moved to a new town, and I needed friendship. My first encounter with Janet was encouraging. She was slightly older than me, but I immediately connected with and felt excited to get to know her. I needed someone like her in my life, and at the time, she fit the bill. I got a good feeling from her, and she seemed to be excited to get to know me as well, and expressed she'd love to meet me for coffee. We exchanged info the same day we met, and I looked forward to getting to know her more. We had really hit it off. I reached out to Janet the following week to take her up on the coffee date. I waited to hear back, but I didn't. So I tried again in another week. Nothing. At risk of coming off too clingy, I made one last attempt and left it alone after that. A bit later, I received a very short and vague email response saying it wouldn't work out right now but hopefully another time. Uh, that was a blow-off if I'd ever heard one. I became deflated, insecure, let down, and a little perplexed. What could I have possibly done to change her mind about me? Did I come on too strong? Had she somehow discovered something about me she didn't like? Maybe she was humoring me from the start. My mind raced on and on, but still, I just didn't get it. I just had to accept she was no longer interested in getting to know me and move on. So, I did. Devastatingly, I found out many months later that Janet was now caring for her husband around the clock because he was going through chemotherapy. Turns out, he had been diagnosed with cancer right around the time I met her. I did the math, and it seems her world was being turned upside down the very week I was wondering if it was all about me. Insert huge facepalm. This taught me a lesson, and I want to pass it on to you too. The moment your mind is reeling about a supposed situation with someone, diffuse your thoughts with this reality. The mind is a wild place and makes up wild tales. To make things even more chaotic, the enemy loves to help you write fictional guile and make you believe it as truth. So give those mental battles to God and give people the benefit of the doubt. Realize that the problem might not be anything but that cute little noggin of yours. There may be another side to the story than you're perceiving. Or... Sometimes, there's no story at all. I was minding my own business, sitting in my car at a red light. A woman pulled up in the lane beside me. I glanced over to find her scowling at me and flipping me the bird. (laughs) Classy, right? Shocked, I quickly set my gaze back towards the traffic light, pretending that what I just saw was not actually directed towards me. As the advance green rescued me from the moment, I sped off and caught a glance of myself in the rearview mirror. I had been frowning from the blinding rays of sunshine in my eyes. Sure enough, I was adorning a horrific scowl on my face. I had no clue I looked like that because I certainly wasn't angry. In fact, I was in a decent mood. I had no reason to scowl at anyone. Her response to me was, yes, less than lovely, but I understand how she could have felt insulted. This woman must have assumed my demeanor was directed towards her, and she may have been asking herself what on earth she did to deserve that. The answer? Nothing. Sometimes what you think is an issue may not be an issue at all. It may seriously be nothing i've realized along the way that pessimism is for the birds it does no one any good to think the worst in others instead i'm learning to live a life with positive intent my default doesn't always have to assume the worst that her scowl is meant for me that she's out to get me or using me for her own interests rather when i think the best of someone our relationship has the ability to thrive. And when we choose to see the best in others, the best of us will be revealed. We simply must think less about ourselves and what others must think of us while we train ourselves to focus more on what others are going through. Ladies, if we spent less brain power wondering what other women think of us, we could actually keep up with our kids' common core math. Just imagine what else we could accomplish. So what other people presume about us is none of our business. Our goal should be more about how we can affect others positively, not how they affect us negatively. I highly recommend three maybes and two makes that help keep my mind in check. Before we continue, if you're liking what you're hearing and you want more, Head over to patreon.com slash macaulays to support our ministry and keep us going. Now, let's get back to the conversation. Number one, maybe there's more to the story. Number two, maybe there's no story at all. Number three, maybe, just maybe, the story is even better than you thought. Number four, make the story about her, not about you. Number five, make the story about God's truth because Satan tells lies. Think well, my friend. Proverbs 25.8 Don't jump to conclusions. There may be a perfectly good explanation for what you just saw. Here's Laura. I wish I had known to listen to my father instead of a liar or my own stupid self. Dear Jesus, women hate me. Amen. I literally have prayed that prayer. It's pretty stupid, but what can I say? I get stuck in stupid now and then. Am I the only one who's ever felt this way? You know, when you walk into a room full of women or even a little circle of them, No matter what you do or say, it feels like they all hate you? It's a childlike feeling, don't you think? Do I expect that Jesus will come down from heaven, stand beside me in his splendor and glory, and alert the room full of skirts and heels? Women, this is my child. Please love her. Can you even imagine? I think that this is what I hope for. But again, welcome to my stupid... Jesus has never once made any blazing protective announcement for me, but he has done something far better. He's taught me to listen to him. My sheep listen to my voice, John 10, 27. When my child runs to me and says, Joey hates me, my response is, how do you know that is true? I've often heard God's words to me in the very words I've spoken to my children. The lie we choose to believe about how we are perceived is as ancient as Eden. Who told you that you were naked? Yes, Adam and Eve were naked, but their shame was born out of sin. Our own broken perception is caused by sin, and only through the lens of Scripture can we view anything in this life correctly. A woman's broken perception of herself and other women is a powerful tool of the enemy geared towards destroying the body of Christ. I waste tears and words when I pray a prayer like, Dear Jesus, women hate me. We have a choice common to ancient and modern women of God and even encountered by our Savior. We can listen to the liar or we can listen to the word of our God. Laura Lewis. Reflective questions. Describe a time when your imagination led you astray regarding an issue with another woman. Why does the enemy use confusion and misunderstanding as a weapon against our relationships? Now, what if there are big issues to deal with? What if a relationship really does suffer a genuine offense? I'm glad you asked. We will discuss that in the next chapter. Wow, so powerful. Ladies, we can either listen to our own stupid selves, a liar, or listen to the Word of God. Which is it going to be? Now, you were probably all wondering what on earth could be the biggest vehicle for misunderstandings. And actually, maybe some of you have guessed it already. That is social media, texting, and the entire digital world. Ladies, when we are not face-to-face, when we can't hear our tone and inflection, things get misconstrued and misunderstood. Now, this is a hot-button topic, and I know personally I've been a part of and have overheard and seen online many conversations about women being fed up with feeling ignored or discluded or just simply misunderstanding one another because of digital media. If the enemy likes to play on our misconceived notions and use our own wild imaginations against us, then social media and texting, well, that is his playground. I asked some women online about their feelings about interacting with each other on social media and through texting, and here's some things that I heard back. As someone who gets and sends a lot of texts, I will say that there are times a text just gets buried, and it's never personal or intentional. It's always polite and proper to reply to a text, but nine times out of ten when someone doesn't respond, it's probably unintentional. And on the other hand, if they are intentionally not responding in order to show they aren't happy with you, is that someone you really want in your life? Someone who plays games? Not me. Another woman said, Plain and simple, ignoring others repetitively and not responding to them communicates that you don't value them or think they're important, which is why women especially feel hurt and anger when they don't feel heard, they are ignored, or blown off. Now here's another angle. How many times are you with someone and they have their phones right at their side, as if it's more important than you? It's just inconsiderate and rude. And another woman writes, What bothers me the most is this. When you text someone and you see they're posting on social media, but they're not responding to you, that's when I feel hurt. Another woman writes, I am not good at responding to messages at all. I really hate texting. People may be thinking I'm ignoring them, but often I'm just busy with my kids or at work. The present takes precedent. And here's something to think about. Another woman says, I do feel a certain pressure to have to respond to people right away because we are so accessible in today's society. And here's an opinion that I actually resonate with. Another woman says, I like responding to texts right away. I just like to deal with things and move on. So as you can see, we are all over the map on our feelings about texting and social media. And really what we need here is a dose of truth, and grace. So let me just share a few quick thoughts that will help clear up some of our misunderstanding and hopefully our frustration and wipe up some of that social media mess and equip us to fight against the dangers of the digital age when it comes to our relationships. Now, First of all, the digital world highlights our personality differences and our character flaws. And because of this, we are losing more and more of our patience with one another. And the first thing I want to remind you of is something I mentioned in the chapter I just read. Live with positive intent. Don't just automatically assume that the person who's not responding to you in the timeframe you think is appropriate is doing so maliciously or in a hurtful way. And I just want to use this as an example. I can remember one time that a pastor was actually not getting back to us. Uh, I used to do booking for my husband for many, many years. And, um, you know, we were used to getting ignored a lot um, because we realized that we weren't the number one priority on other people's lists. Now, I had been waiting and waiting and waiting to hear back from a pastor, a man that I actually knew, and I was getting frustrated that he wasn't responding to me. Well, shame on me. I realized many weeks later that his mother had passed away. Now, that situation always reminds me to give people the benefit of the doubt. Now, another thing we have to consider in the digital age is personality type. Now, I mentioned to you earlier that one of the um, quotes that resonated with me was the woman who liked to kind of uh, reply to text like she's crossing something off her to-do list. Now, that is totally me. I resonate with that one because I'm a to-do list girl, I'm a go-getter, and I like to knock things off my list. And I hate seeing unread messages and unresponded to messages in my inbox or on my phone, I just want to get rid of them and deal with them. So, um, you know, you have to think about people's personalities. And on the flip side of that, you know, I have a friend, a neighbor friend of mine, who is the sweetest, most wonderful woman on the planet in person, but because of her personality type, um, she you know can be self-admittedly a little scatterbrained at times and often just forgets or lets things fall through the cracks and doesn't intentionally ignore me, but often does. Um, so you have to just know who you're dealing with, have grace for their personality type, and um, know that they have the best intentions in mind, usually. Another thing for us to consider is one woman told me once that she actually has fear of responding, fear that she would have to overschedule, fear of saying the wrong thing, fear of miscommunication, or being misunderstood— There are lots of us out there who are people pleasers, and we are afraid to say no. And there's so many invites, there's so many things going on, there's so much access that we have a lot of people bombarding us, and we often don't know how to respond. And I think people's uh, go-to response is not responding at all. And I've actually had to share this with some friends of mine myself, is I've said, you know what? I would rather hear a polite no about anything than just being ignored. Ladies, it's okay to say no. We do not owe everyone a full-length explanation of our reasoning behind the choices we make and our schedule and so on. I love what I heard in a sermon about social media recently. Just like the Tower of Babel, Social media, where we see and know all, it messes with us. We aren't meant to know everything, and our own eyes can deceive us. Our minds simply weren't made to deal with everyone's business. Now don't get me wrong, I love social media and I'm on it. And I text my friends all the time. But it is so true that we communicate in such new and different ways these days and it truly does make it easier to ignore, be rude, use excuses, and hide behind our phone. If not used carefully, our digital devices will topple our relationships. The fact is, ladies, I think we can do better. In fact, I know we can do better. We can be polite and still say no. We can pay attention and put our phones down, and we can do this right. And we can apologize properly when we fail to respond appropriately. The reality is that we need to learn a new normal of communicating well with the ones in front of us and on our screens. And in the meantime, don't let the enemy win in your mind and in your relationships. Remember that the majority of the time, the real story is much, much better than the one He helps us write in our heads. I hope you've been encouraged, challenged, and have learned something new today. It is my passion to help women become the best version of themselves with God's help all the ministry we do, we feel deeply called to, and we live by faith doing it. Would you consider supporting our ministry at patreon.com slash macaulays. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot c-o-m slash m-a-c-a-u-l-a-y-s. You may see a link on your screen nearby if you're tuning in using YouTube, SoundCloud, or my website but if not, that's where you can go to find us. We are grateful for every one of you who believe in us and champion our ministry. Lots and lots of love, Danielle.